What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And as I take a look back at this young man's life, knowing where it's come from compared to where he is today, I can attest this is truly the case. Please join me on today's phone interview as I continue to practice current COVID-19 guidelines, but still seek to inspire you with his story. Thank you for listening. What up, brother? How you doing? Oh, man, bless. Chilling, man. Just got that year. All right. First off, I want to thank you for joining me for the podcast tonight. But before we begin, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you are in the world today. Oh, my name is Drew Gray. I'm a personal trainer and a little valley. Or you can say Palmdale, Lancaster, California. Um, I train people from kids to adults mentally and also help them build themselves physically, you know, and that's that's what I do. Okay. Big ups to uh, Drew Ray. Now, I'm going to start off first by saying, because um, you've already told us who you are and what you do, I've been having this on my chest for a little while, and uh, I'm trying to figure out when you're going to change that uh, that Instagram hashtag from Big F2 to Coach Drew. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll probably change it up soon, man. I don't know. Are you putting in the work, brother? You putting in the work. I see it every day. Every day I see it. Yeah, man. I'll I, I change it soon. <laughs> All right, well, speaking about work, uh, I guess, like everybody else in the world today, I guess we can start off talking about COVID-19. That seems to be the topic of most podcasts, and if not the topic, it at least has to be mentioned once or twice. How is it affecting you? In the beginning, it stopped a lot of people from working out. You know, a lot of people were scared. As far as me, I uh, know my job is, is essential, you know, so I got to keep people in shape. So for me, it, it didn't affect me personally, but some people stopped training. You know, right. I didn't fight. I didn't fight with anybody to get them to come out and train. I just kept going. I just kept being, you know, being outside and, and working out and people kept seeing my face. So uh, the COVID, it, it really hurt people. But now I, I think now they understand that it's better to work out and right. stay healthy and just stay in the house and, you know, not do nothing. A lot of people gain a lot of weight staying in the house. Yeah, I kind of personally felt that um, if I was going to get the, the COVID virus or whatever, it's supposed to be a respiratory disease or something like that, then you best be uh, you best be sure that I was going to be ready to fight it. And I think the best chance for me to beat the respiratory attack would have been for me to make sure that my cardiovascular system was top notch. So um, I kept running myself just to keep my cardiovascular system up. Like you mentioned for a few seconds ago, some people, a lot of people just started, just stopped doing what they were doing, sitting in the house and just eating. And uh, that obviously isn't the best place to be when you're trying to avoid, you know, getting sick and letting your immune system, you know, weaken itself. So uh, I was one of those guys as well that kept training, that kept pushing hard. Not with my clients, though. My clients are pretty old. They're elderly clients, 50, 65, something like that. So it was a little bit safer for them mentally to, to stay stay in the house and away from away from everybody else. You know, I definitely, that, definitely understand that part. Um, you know, I, I train a lot of um, athletic, whether they kids or high school or D1 athletes. Right. Uh, and, you know, you know they're hungry, they're active. Right. They, but I definitely respect the ones that say they didn't want to. I never put pressure on them to train. I also train some people at home. You know, I go to their home, you know, I wear a mask. 
had my lights all wipes and my bottles of sanitizer. Right. You know, so, you know, now people understand. So now you see more people outside and more people wanting to work out or do more activities. Right. You know? Right. I think the only thing that, that could have been good out of the whole deal, um, out of that stuff was, you know, some people got to spend time with their families again. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? Yeah. It was, it was a different type of time with your kids. I mean, because you see your kids on the weekends, but they spend almost half the day at school. So to be with Monday through Friday, <laughs> like a month, you know, that's that, you know, and it's not being the summer. That was pretty interesting. It was different. Yeah, I for one definitely enjoyed it. You know, especially the people, you know, got more than one kid. You know, I got four. So, right. uh, <laughs> I am right there with you. I got three. Ain't too far yeah, off. You know, yeah, so it was a good thing. It was a good thing to see people outside, you know, just doing stuff, man. Um, riding bikes, skating. Right. Um, doing things. Just understanding, man, we got to live life, man. You got to. Yeah, getting back to, you know, the best thing we can call normal these days. So uh, I guess it doesn't really fit for me to ask you what you do to stay sane, you know, during the pandemic or whatever, because you, you seem like you just kept pushing and uh, you waited for everybody else to get back on your page and come around to see what, what really was the thing to do was to stay active and, you know, do what you normally do for the most part. Responsibly, like you said, you had your mask and yeah. you had your Lysol wipes, yeah. but you didn't stop doing what, what made you you. I also had, man, I had people, I had people, you know, you know, just inboxing me. And I also had a part on my page, you know, um, about just uh, saying that, you know, just false things about the whole COVID right. thing and saying I'm part of the reason they can't go back to work and things like that. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm not the reason you can't go back to work. If that's the case, then, then blame all the people who, who they're saying that their jobs are essential. Right. You know? It's not my fault that they're saying your job is not essential. You know, I'm not the re so it, it was it was tough, man. It was some close people, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, I believe in what I believe in. Yeah, and that's it. It's just, yeah, and that's that. Yeah, bottom line, you know, it's just you know, we just keep going. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as far as um, you getting better doing that, uh, doing those first couple, you know, three four weeks, what what did, what did you learn? Did you learn anything new? You know what I learned, man. I love what I do. And the more that I just stayed on it, right. um, it's funny, you know. I'm I'm always I'm always in kind of the same locations out here, and um, there's a lot of people that's new that's that I see now. Now they see me, and what I learned is just consistency, man. I and now I'm training a lot of new people. They 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 watching me train other people, and now they want to train. Right. And I just see that consistency, man. Just breeds excellence, man. You just keep going. And you keep working, man. You keep grinding. Never stop doing what you love to do. And then people are going to start believing in you, man, and, and understanding what you're doing is right. right. You know, that whole weeks, man, it just was a, I thought I was going to, oh, man, I'm not going to train nobody. I just thought things was going to be different. Okay, and so I, so why was it so essential? Why was it so important that you kept training? Was it because of your your sanity, your financial status? I mean, your, you know, you felt like your your clients needed you. I mean, what what kept, why did you, why did you decide to keep training? Um, A little bit of everything, man. A little bit of everything, a little bit of, more so that this is all I really do. Right. You know, uh, it's not an Instagram or just a, a social media thing. If it wasn't no social media, I'd be doing it. Right. Um, and, and for me, I'm building a brand, and it got to work mm -hmm. for me. You know, so it, it was something that I just had to. I keep. I had to keep doing it. And then also, my clients, man, they, they was they they like, no, we we training. Let's go. Mm -hmm. like, I'm, like, oh, I'm like, I'm like. 
Like, yeah, let's go. We training. Again, right, I, want, I want to point out the fact you got them young athletes, though. But also, I also have I have a, a, a lady that's training with me that's also around. Let me see, about thirty seven. She just works out every day as well. I have a couple other people who work out as well. They're a little bit older, you know, mid age. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any elderly people right now that's that's training with me right now. Mm-hmm. I have had elderly people come up during this time and ask me about training. All right. They just have to confirm that they want to train. Okay. You know, but I see them out there. I see them out there walking and and working out and exercising. Got it. You know, so for me, I had this had to work. And I just have to do it because I work out every day, you know, to say, I feel like if I stop doing what I was doing, that I'm going to get sick, man. I feel like if I stop doing what I've been doing, I haven't had the flu, honestly, in about seven years, eight years, yeah, more than that. I'm going to tell you what I take from what you just said is that you needed to keep your, your frequency high because, you know, you doing what you do. Your training is what kept you you so for you to just separate yourself from that not only was it going to take you away from you know your your finances and your way of life but it was also going to put you in what some people like to call a depressed state because they're not doing what they like to do yes yes and also financially i gotta i gotta pay bills when the world say hey you know you don't gotta pay mortgage or you don't gotta do this you know and i say you have to owe it back exactly you know i did not maybe maybe i'd have probably sat around but I've still been working out. There's no way that I'm going to just sit around all day and I'm going to just be in the house and just do nothing. Right. You know, it's, it just don't work that way. You know, we, we love this stuff, man. Okay. You know? No doubt. So I follow you on IG, uh, Big If 2, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Big If at Big If 2. So I noticed that someone gifted you a book a couple of days ago. You started reading that yet? Somebody gave me a book? Yeah, book, it was... Uh, yeah, I saw somebody sent you a Alicia Keys book or something like that. No, no, that's a song. That's a song. That's a song. Oh, it was um, a song. Okay. It's a song. It's called Good Job, man. A friend of mine sent it out to me. Um, when you come from things that I've been through, you know, it, sometimes when you do this training stuff, a lot of us are not even on that. Let's not even say training. Let's say your own business, period. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want it. We want it right now. We want it. We don't see the movement that we're doing. We mm-hmm. don't see the lives we touch in. We don't. We don't see it, and it's happening. But we don't see it because we're so involved in it. We we, we want to see the the big result, you know. And right. we don't see all the little results, all the little things that's happening is going to be the big result later on in life, you know. So it's good, you know. You know they sent me that. And it broke me, it broke me down a little bit, man, because they just let me know, like, you're doing a good job, man. Right. Like, you keep your head up, and there's a song that's called Good Job, and it's just about, it's inspiring you, like, letting you know that, hey, you're doing a good job. No matter what right now, you're doing, you're building people up, you're helping out. Okay. So. That was special. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I had to, I had to post it, you know, so other people could hear it, and maybe they know somebody who need to hear that, too. Okay. And shout out to Alicia Keys for that, you know. All right, nice. All right, so uh, I thought it was a book. I know she just released a new book. Uh, I'm actually listening to a 50s book right now. Uh, Hustle hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, and it's a pretty good read so far. It's about eight hours. I think I'm about two hours in, and I really can relate to a lot of the things that he's saying, even though his book is uh, got some good stuff in it, so I definitely recommend that Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Yeah, I definitely will, man. Um, you know, it's funny, man. Um, I try to sit down and read. The, the only book that I really read, and you know, I want to get on more because I read it, was The Alchemist. Yes. Yeah, I know that book. Yeah, I read it because I, I felt like at a time in my life when a lot of things were changing, 
you know, when um when I separated from a lot of things and mm-hmm. I changed my life and I was just I was still in the beginning. I was trying to change, you know. I'm, I'm like I'm gonna change, you know. You you working on yourself. So I wanted to read this book because I, I kept hearing people talk about a book called The Alchemist. Okay. And I kept hearing it was a great book. So besides reading Lawrence Taylor's book. <laughs> you know, football is my thing. Right. Um, I read this book, man, and I read it from front to back. It was a while ago. This was like earlier in my change of when I wanted when I started finding me who I was. Okay. So now I want to read it again to see how I take perspective of the book. But yeah, I want to I want to start reading more books because I'm so active, man. That at times when I'm when I'm not too active, maybe I could read a few few know, pages. Even if, you know, I, eventually I'll finish the book. I mean, if you look, yeah, if you if you think you don't found a book that resonates with you, you definitely want to read it more than once. I mean, I remember reading the Four Agreements, you know, probably about ten years ago, and since then I've probably read it about three or four times because it was just life changing for me, and it sort of falls in the same category as the alchemist the book that you're talking about um as far as the uh self-enlightenment the yeah. category but uh yeah you definitely uh, I, there's this one person that said they read this book and they only remember like one chapter from it and they made it because that's what resonated with them so much about it but you know you're definitely going to take different things from the book depending on where you are in your life some points may not be as influential to you at that moment because you haven't experienced it yet so to go back and read the book you know two three times ain't nothing wrong with that at all definitely recommend it yes i'm gonna definitely look into that and uh i don't i don't um i mean i have sat down recently and read a hard copy from cover to cover but typically uh i'm on the road so i do the uh audible i listen to a lot of stuff on the road uh, it's about one hour no disturbances being in the car so it's a good time to listen I don't know if you have commutes like that or whatever but that's a great way instead of listening to the radio or music or whatever I listen to uh, listen to those books or podcasts or stuff like that uh, and it's, yeah. a, it's a great time I wouldn't trade that time for, for, for nothing right now you know what I do you, you know going through my change man and my growth process and you you know you've been on me for a long time I, I was listening to a lot of like motivational speeches that, that, that used to get me through um, a lot of things. Man, I used to just drive. And even when I ain't drive, honestly, man, I ain't going to lie. Man, I used to sit down and I sleep. I used to sleep listening to, like, Eric Thomas and Zig Ziglar and, mm-hmm. you know, Stakes and, you know, um, Gary V, um, Tony Robbins, like, all these people, man. And, you know, even, even some people that I didn't even know who they was. You know, just listening to stuff, and you know, that, and, and then I go to their podcast. Right. And things like that. And a lot of things motivated me, man. And, but through my time of real change, man, I, the, two, the, the two people that probably changed me the most and, and helped me understand a lot of things. You might laugh, but it was, uh, it was Gary V and Nipsey Hussle, man. Ah, nothing to laugh about. I mean, yeah, I can uh, definitely yeah. understand how both those people could have made some big impressions on you during those uh, those times that you were having. I'm definitely a Nipsey fan. You already know that. We all go through the same situations, man. And for somebody else to go through it and get through it and then share what they did to get through it is it's a blessing. The real thing about it is you was fortunate enough to be able to find them at the time that you did, you know, so they were able to help you to transition through those challenging times. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's a plus. Yeah, nothing to be ashamed about at all. Um, uh, yeah. I can't really uh, put my finger on what I did in my most challenging times in my life as far as who may have helped me get through. I think I just fucking 
buckled down and, and went for the ride and, you know, learned from those situations. And I've definitely made sure that, you know, those times don't come along again, you know, through proper planning. Yeah. But whether it be some motivational speaker, whatever you got to do to get through it, man. And and also, like, you know, man, I told you before, man, you an inspiration myself, man. I've been on you forever, man. And not, not like I appreciate that, man. You are inspiration, man. The way the way I used to see you train, you know, not only people but yourself, and the way you you stand up for your brand, the way you stand up for everything you do, you know what I'm saying? And that's a blessing, man. A lot of people get to know somebody like you, man. And then not only to to hear you talk about it, because you don't just talk about it to anybody, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and when when you say you're gonna do it. You do it, you know, and you know I, I don't worked out with you plenty of times, trying to crack you plenty of times, <laughs> and you try to get you so many times, man. I I, I couldn't, man, because you you just got that mentality, man, like that that mamba mentality, man. So it's just I, I really appreciate, man. You know, you know, God putting you in my life, man, because I learned a lot from you, man. Uh, how to go out here in this world and just. Mm. be a great person and really respect your, your craft. All right. And like I tell you, brother, I'm just a messenger. It ain't me. I'm just, you know, I was able hey. to make it through it and I'm willing to share it with the next man who need it. Whatever it is, I'm glad God put you there because, you know, now I get to share that same life to everybody else, man, because, you know, each one teach one. We all out here trying to man. And I want to say, um, it's a process, man. I mean, honestly, when I was yeah. twenty, when I was twenty five years old in New York City, like you know, the capital of the world, they like to call it, living the time of my life, you know, doing the the acting and the modeling and working out in the gym, you know, it's just it was like living life, so to speak. I wasn't happy because I didn't really know who I was and what I was here for. But unless you had some special person in your life, which normally guys that come from where we come from, we didn't have that special person. I mean, not to say that I, we, I didn't have my mom and she wasn't special, but my mom is a female. You know, I'm a male. She's certain things that she, yeah. can't, she can't teach me. So unless you mm-hmm. had that special person, the, the process of you getting from 25 to 35 to 45 has to happen for you to, to learn certain things, you know. Yes. Some of us aren't fortunate enough to make it through the process, and some of us are. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that I couldn't be who I am today at 25 unless I got to 45, 46, actually. But it's a process, and you got you to gotta be able to go through the process. You, you want to make a cake or some shit. You don't just put the shit in the bowl and it's a cake. You know what I'm saying? You have to go through certain steps to get to that finished product. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So that's no, what I, that's what life is. You know, you going through your stages, you taking your hits, you know what I'm saying? You'll get hurt or whatever and you learning what you need to learn and not making those same mistakes again and you getting stronger and, and better through each one of those challenges, those trials and tribulations and ultimately you come out with Coach Drew who I'm waiting for you to drop that title. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? It's a process. I, I, I didn't want to put it on you like that, but at the same time, I'm like, look, man. And it, it, I mean, as an athlete, as an athlete, that title, it, it's just something special to me, you know, because a coach for me helped me to realize that you cannot do everything by yourself. And mm-hmm. I say that to say that as hard as you know I train, the way I go in, you know, when I used to train hard, I can always be better by having that coach step in and look at the picture from the outside and be like, oh, you need to make this move, this move. So that's a very prestigious position for me. 
you know, that title more so than professor or mister, not to take anything from any of those titles, but coach. Coaches have played a very special role in my development. So for that, for me to want to put that title on, you just know that I see something. I've seen you come and go and and where you are right now. I think, you know, you out here training us, these young fellas, and they need to start to associate you with that, that title. Because that's a title of respect. They, they call me, they call me coach, and it's funny that I don't put it up there. That I never thought about it. They call me coach, but I never thought about. It. I mean, just think about it. I, I mean, I know when when I met you, you was big if, and you was doing something else when I met you then, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. doing something different now. So don't you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to put it on you if you ain't ready for it. But you in a you different place it. in your life. No, you're right. I'm 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 ready for it, man. And I'm glad you said that. You said something earlier too that I wanted to touch on. You said something earlier about about the whole process and all that. How we needed somebody there, like because I came up in a home with just my mom. You know what I mean? My brother was out on the streets doing his thing, and my sister was doing other things. And my pop was a rolling stone. You know, right. I'm the only one from him and my mom. So when I train these kids too, man, I also build them. Mm-hmm. I also build them mentally and let them know that they, you know, that they worth more than working at a job that they can't own that they can't do their own business or they can't but whatever their dream is to follow their dream you know a lot of, a lot of parents you know they make it they make it so it's so much stressful on the kids you got to find out what their dream is every kid not a basketball player man right. just because you play basketball don't mean he got to play basketball or she got to play basketball and if they like computers they're not corny you know what I'm saying? You play video games. Where do you think that came from? You on the internet, you playing on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, these parents understanding what their kids really like and putting them in them things that their kids really like. They won't have to fight with them to do it. They're going to want to do it. And Coach gonna Drew, I'm going to tell you like this. I've already said it already in this conversation. The impression that you have on these boys is far greater than you can ever imagine. I have some mm-hmm. some of my kids that I coached back in the days meet me like it's been like five, six, seven, ten years. And they say something that I did that really didn't even mean anything to me. But that moment that they saw me do it shaped something that they've started to do from that point all the way up until now. So for you just to give these kids that that those those couple of words to, to steer them in the right direction is huge. It's tremendous. And you got to understand that as that coach says that once you put that title on, that everything that you do is being watched by a kid that in some cases doesn't really have that guidance at home. So every every little thing you say, every little thing you do, I always try to make it the best when you're around these kids. And, and, and not around them, but for the most part, definitely when you're in front of them. Because for some of them, you're that role model. You're that guy. You're that superhero. You know what I'm saying? You're that person that they kind of want to emulate or be like. Yes. Definitely. And I, and, I, and I see that, you know, a lot of them, I try to keep in touch with all of them, man. I try to, you know, I really talk to these kids because, you know, a lot of these trainers, man, sometimes they just want to train the best athlete. They want to train the best kid. Like me, I really, I came to Palmdale Lancaster, you know, I didn't know nobody here like that. You know, I didn't reach out to the top athletes. I didn't, I just want to train. I want consistency. Mm-hmm. I, you can give, give me the worst kid and let me fix him up. You know, I don't care. I don't care if you can't jump rope. Let me teach him how to jump rope. I, we'll, we'll fix that. We'll, we'll make him better. Once you, build them, once you build them up physically, they get stronger. Mentally, it's everything. Because, like, I remember you used to always say, man, if you believe it, you can achieve it, man. You can make it happen. You can make it work. Because you got to believe it first. And a lot of these kids, they don't believe it. But when I, we help them believe it, 
and they sit inside, and then it happened for them, then boom, nigga, that switch. You know, yeah. we didn't get one of these kids to turn that switch on, yeah. and then one day back to somebody else. You know, I always tell them, hey, hey like, either you going to work for somebody and make their dreams come true, or you going to work make your own dreams come true. Right. So right. what you will want to do, because one of them got to happen. You're going to choose one of them one day. Right. It don't matter. If your dreams come true, oh, for sure you're going to work and make somebody else's dreams come true. So I would rather make my dreams come true. So I tell them all the time, if, if you play sports and you don't make the NFL or NBA or WNBA or you don't make the hockey team or whatever it is, why not become a trainer? You already right. with the York, or why not learn to be the owner? Right. It's okay to make the NFL or you didn't make it, but why not start training or learning things because you already like working out? Do it. I'm going right. to be here. Right. I'm not going to learn a game. I teach you the game. You know, right. so I tell, you, I tell these kids that to build them up, man, because it's very important. When, if we was, when we was younger, I wish somebody came around my mom and told her that. Hey, let me, let me, let me take him and let me work him out. Let me, right. let me show him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's why I do what I do. And, you know, I that's why I love what I do because I, I get a chance, man. Honestly, I shed tears when I see these boys. They sign. I don't care what college it is. They get, they get to see something different. Yeah. And but, they, uh, they, they say this, thank you, coach. And I don't even put it in my thing, but they put, thank you, coach, man. I appreciate you all the time. And I tell, them, I tell the kids all the time, I love y'all. Yo, I believe in you guys all the time. Man, I had so much. I just had tears with them on the phone talking to these kids, man. You know, and it's just something that's just amazing because I get to live through them again. I get to see the things that I messed up at that I could try to help them at. Right. You know, and to talk to me about their failures or things that they made a mistake on. Right. You know, and they got that trust in me because they know that I'm going to help them out and talk to them about it. You know, I'm not going to scream at them and things like that. We're going to fix that. You got time to get right. Understand that everybody makes mistakes. We can all get better. Right. That's why we get, because we made mistakes. If we never made mistakes, trust me, we'll all be messing up in life. Yeah, that's you that's know? where you learn it. That's where you learn. That's where you learn. You got to make those those mistakes, so to speak. Uh, you got to learn how to put your hand in the fire because it's hot. And the best way to do it is, you know, for you to learn it on your own. But speaking about the kids, you mentioned earlier that you got four of your own. And of course, because I follow you on IG, I know you got some little beasts. You got those two girls winning like the national championships and the four by ones and the four by fours. You got this little guy. I don't know how old your son is, but my kids just saw him jump open the other day. And they were like, wow. I was like, yep. Coach Drew over there making little beasts, female and male alike. Let me say this, man. That boy right there, man. You know, or like I'll get to the girls in a second. It's something else itself, but the, my son, he, I don't know, he just always, when I'm in the gym, he keep bugging me to jump rope. <laughs> you know, and he can't jump rope at first. He, well, he couldn't jump rope at first. Right. So, so jump rope, and everybody say, man, your son is so good at jumping rope. So I say, you know why? Because every time I go to the gym and he's with me, he gets a rope. And he jumped the whole time. Or he's doing push-ups or pull-ups, man. He did four pull-ups by himself and he only five. Uh, so, yeah. And I'm like, what? And the whole gym be hyping him up. Everybody, oh! Uh, and, I'm telling you, man, I'm just, I'm sitting back and I'm just, I'm waiting to see what you're creating over there because I know they're going to be ridiculous. I mean, the mindset, it's already going to be there. The athleticism, it's already going to be there. I just, I see champions. I just, I see the future when I see your kids. I don't know how you do drilling them or how hard you are on them or not because I know you got no. both sides you're training your your, tra- your coach kids and your actual kids but uh let me be honest the kids are so my kids are so easy for me to train because my girls first of all they love track it's weird that 
that they don't want to, when it's time to run, that's the only time they give me an issue. When they know we're going to go run, they, they don't want to go run like that. I'm like, y'all run track. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to run, but when it's time to do some core work or it's time to do like, you know, some upper body work, you know, some kind of hybrid training, we're doing some hit training with the bands and things like that. They don't mind. Yeah, it's killing them. They get, they get upset, but when it's time to run, they get, they get mad, but not upset like they complain. It's just like they know it's about to get busy. But one thing it is, they understand that they got to work hard for their dream. I always explain to them, like, this is what you told daddy you want to do. I didn't, I don't care. If you tell me you want to be a checker player, you, well, we're going to be up practicing checkers and we're going to try every strategy we do to be the best checker player of our because that's what you dream to be. You got to do what you don't want. You, what you don't want to do sometimes, and you know, and that's just what it is. So they they don't make it hard on me to train them. It's kind of it's kind of easy because they understand they have to do it. You know, and right. they be going to high school next year. So they, it's just sad that this stuff happened because this is their year to really try to get some gold medals and do some things. But it's all right. You know, we. we well, we well I'm gonna doing. tell you how you look at that. I mean, you can you can fall into the slump, stop training hard, or you can go harder. And when the lights come back on and you're ready, you just dominate. That's how you always got to look at that shit. Mm-hmm. That part. That's, a, that's exactly what we're doing. I told them. I said, everybody else is, a lot of people home and are they just now starting to work out. Mm-hmm. We've been working out. Right. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. That's what's going to separate the girls from the women. Keep training. Keep grinding. Keep going. Because I, I told them, you can go to the Olympics at high school, man. You'd be surprised. Right. You know, like, you can do some big things. So it's just, you know, but I'm just proud that they they better than me when I was younger. You know, as far as not being as athletes, they still better than me as athletes, but they better than me mentally. They And they got a mommy and daddy who, who really care. That, that's the goal as, as a human being is for our children. I mean, for me, that's my word. I mean, that's one of the questions I always ask my podcast guest is what's your word? And my word is progress. Basically, that means um, generational wealth for my kids. Number one, I want them to know at 20 what it took me 40 to learn. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, yes. so progress is my word. Yeah. As long as they're moving forward, as long as they're better than we were, then we're doing our job right. Yes, sir. That's that's facts, major fact, you know. And um, you know, it's funny, man, because we we grew up so so hard, and you know, we had to find out things the hard way. We want to fight for our kids, not to, not to have to find out certain things. And you know, right. it's it's just a beautiful thing that we able to give them certain things that we wasn't able to get. And I remember having a son. I said, man, I'm never gonna kiss my son, man. He gonna get all handshakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, man. I'm, and then like when the girls was born, I was like, yeah. I seen some dads like painting nails, like with the girls and stuff. Yeah. I was like, they, they tripping. I ain't never doing that. <laughs> uh, them, them girls changing, man. I tell you, them girls they changing. Yeah, yeah. they changed in my life, man. See yeah. the whole life in a jungle with them, man. It's funny. Okay. All right. Uh, so again, I just told you what my word is. Being that we're on that topic, I'll go ahead and get that in before we move on next. So sometimes I give you a little time to think about it. But if you had to put a slogan or a title on you, what your purpose is, why you're here, what would you say? Um, my purpose, I would say, man, when I was going through all the pain, I went through, uh, and it's weird. I, I don't know a lot of people, you know how I say, Nipsey Hussle really helped me change my life on a lot of things and really. He believed in how I believe in these kids and how I believe in the future. I just want to say one of his quotes, man, that he said in one of his raps, you know, is, is, and uh, I got it tattooed on my arm with the flag. It said, with, his, with the flag, the victory left flag. It says, shout out to all the pain that gave me understanding. You know, um, 
for me when I heard that in the song is on Bigger Than Life uh, from this Sea Hustle. It's called Bigger Than Life. But the, the line is, shout out to all the pain that gave me understanding. Right. And that really hit me because if it wasn't for all the pain, all the all the nights, man, I know what I really wanted to be in life, what I really wanted to do. All the nights crying and then waking up in the morning and training clients, smiling and laughing and talking to people during the day and then going back home and all that stuff and really crying, trying to figure out things because things are, you know, changing in my life. Um, that really helped me grow, man. That all the made me get through all this stuff, man. Shout out to the pain that gave me understanding. Nipsey Hustle, the song is bigger than life. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is, man, is just not being able to provide and, and be uh, accountable for when my kids need me or, or like, you know, I just, just not being able to provide for them, man. And not, you know, it's not, it's not dying, you know, um, it's, it's just not being able to provide for them, man. Being right. able to be there. Check this out. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to say that that answer is kind of cliche and I'm going to throw some other stuff at you right quick. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. I don't know this line verbatim, but there was a line in that movie, Black Panther, a couple years ago with Chadwick Boseman. He was meeting with his father in the afterlife and he said something like, you know, I wasn't ready for you to go. Chad said this to his dad and his dad was like, the goal of any father is just to make sure that his child is ready whenever he does go. Something to that point. So yeah. as I've grown and evolved into the person that I've become, I've realized that I can only give my kid everything that he needs right now. Like every day I'm giving him what he needs just in case I'm not here tomorrow. So what that has allowed me to do is not to be so, uh, so that's not my purpose. My, my purpose, because one of the things that helped me move in that direction was like, okay, I'm like, okay, I think I turned out pretty well. You know, a couple of hiccups in the road, but for the most part, I'm where I'm happiest in life right now and I don't regret anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had to accept the, the point that I had to accept that I'm happy where I am. Yeah, it could be better, it could be worse, but I'm, I'm happy where I am. Okay. So yeah. by me saying like, what about, what have I done to make sure that, that my kid is going to be good if I'm here today and not here tomorrow? All right. The first thing that I've done, and I'm asking this question, do you have life insurance? No. Okay, because one of the first things that happens in my family, not my immediate family, not my wife and kids, but my siblings, my elders, every time somebody fucking dies, we got to scrape up $5,000 while we're mourning so we can bury them because they didn't have any life insurance. So what have I done today to make sure that if I go tomorrow, I'm putting my kids in the right, uh, on, the, on the better path than where I was. And that's going to start that generational wealth. And I learned that from a couple of situations, you know, throughout my life and watching other people move, like somebody die over there, they get a lump sum, they bury them with a little bit, and now they get money to buy a nice car or put a down payment on a new house or fix up the old house and rent it out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So don't let your 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 desire to take care of your kids just lie in you busting your ass day, day, day to day. The check by check method. You see what I'm saying? Start stacking some shit and making some moves that fall in place just in case you're not physically here. You understand? So I'm schooling my kid with the lessons that I've learned and I'm putting generational wealth in place and I'm building the network of the village around my family so if something does happen to me there's other men in his life besides me that I know I would want him to be in my son's life because he's going to guide him in the, in the direction that I was moving you see what I'm trying to say 
Definitely, man. So you got to put, put other things in play other than just you because we live we're here on borrowed time or some shit they like to say. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, blah, 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 blah. Think about that, all right? Because I do as much as I can for my kids while I'm here. But if something happens to me, I, they still got to be moving in that direction of progress. That's right. That's right. And you, you that's, that's, man, that's big. All right. I, you know, I, but I ain't thinking about it really like, you know, that's, that's, yeah, I'm big. Sometimes we get, with Denzel Washington, with Denzel Washington say, say, sometimes we get movement confused with like, we're doing some things just because we're moving a lot. We think that we're doing a lot just because we're moving a lot. You know, sometimes we need to buckle down and do some of the right things. And like, just because we're moving around a lot, don't mean we're getting a lot done. Right. You know? Okay. All right. So some words you live by, and uh, I guess we can finish up. I done had you in for about forty-five minutes. And uh, what you got for me? What you live by? I, I, I live. I live by you know the cold man, staying true to myself and staying true to to people. That's not only in front of them. That's when I'm alone. When I'm by myself, and uh, I stay true to people and I love everyone, no matter their race, no matter their gender. You know, I don't, I don't care about none of that. You know, for me, um, I just want people to, I want to change lives. When your life changes and you feel like you want it and you happy, then I'm going to end out here. That's what's up. I live by just being a good person, man. And, and that's, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> uh, that's all it is. All right, brother. I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And, um... I want to encourage everybody else to stay tuned for the next episode when and where I'll let you know uh, in the credits afterwards but uh, yeah Drew Ray at Big If 2 on IG which should be changing to Coach Drew sometime here soon so you can take out either one of those hashtags I'm going to change it I'm actually going to change it when we we hang up I'm changing it right now man good to go brother I thank you very much I'll talk to you soon (laughs) later good night At Big If 2, as promised, has changed his IG username and can now be found on the Instagram platform at Coach underscore Drew Way. Good Hurt the Podcast is a bi-weekly production, so please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Coach T out.